the number one regret I hear from people who've gone through a divorce is that they didn't prepare in advance. There's no do-over in divorce, so planning early in the process is a game changer. Divide and Thrive's Divorce Planner takes the guesswork out of what to do. Their planner has helped thousands of people throughout the U.S. and Canada save time and money during divorce and have peace of mind. Their program guides you through how to set divorce goals, tackle your budget with easy-to-use financial planning tools, streamlines your essential document collection, and simplifies asset cataloging. Recommended by divorce attorneys, mediators, and financial advisors, the easy-to-use planner helps you address the emotional and business sides of divorce and create your best next chapter. Check out www.divideandthrive.net for reviews and a peek inside the planner. Use code SUSAN22 for 20% off. Divorce is hard. Divide and Thrive makes planning for one easy. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. There's a lot more opportunity to hide assets and and have that buried treasure. People can open accounts really easily online and hide assets just by opening an account and moving money. But then if you do your due diligence or you have the right people involved who can look back for you, you can find a lot of these assets. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today, people, we are going to be uncovering buried treasure. We are going to go and do the deep dive in finding hidden and forgotten assets in divorce. This is the stuff where we're going to go find the money. Um, And I brought back a special guest because Olivia Summerhill, uh, financial expert and the founder of the Summerhill firm, um, came on a few months ago. Ago, you all heard and loved her episode on uh, whether and how the your standard of living during marriage impacts your divorce. And she mentioned that one of the things she really loves to do is go searching for those hidden assets. So I said, oh, God, we're going to have to have you back. And here she is. So Olivia, thank you for joining us again. Hi, thanks for having me. We always have so much fun. So today is not going to even be an exception. We're going to enjoy today's conversation. <laughs> And I always enjoy talking to you because you are just one of those people who has such a wonderful uh, outlook. And that is, I will say, I you know, long time in this this uh, world of divorce, it's hard to find people with happy, um, you know, demeanors and and just a peaceful mindset in this world of finance and divorce. So um, it's always a pleasure talking with you. And I'm excited to talk about this because I know this is going to get people's attention. And it should. It really, really should. Can I just throw out a disclaimer, though? That- yes. 
even though you're listening to this today, wherever you are, you're on a walk with the dog, you're in the car with the kids, wherever you are, it is not the definition here that we're talking about hidden assets and buried treasure does not mean that your soon to be ex is absolutely hiding something. So we don't, again, the positive me is not going to say every single case and every single client is going to have this huge case of anxiety trying to find out if their soon to be ex has all of this behind the doors. You know, the closed doors doesn't always lead to hidden assets and buried treasures. So don't get that wrong idea today. Okay. For everyone listening, that's the disclaimer. Well, and it's a good one because I did um, also right after your episode on the standard of living, I had expert, um, financial expert and um, forensic CPA on Tracy Cohen. And we talked about the red flags of financial infidelity and Mm -hmm. fraud. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily what we're talking about here today. And that's why I said in the beginning, we're, we're uncovering the buried treasure of hidden assets. Yes, maybe, but also forgotten assets or things that you didn't even think of as assets of the marriage. And that's why I think this is such a, I'm going to put it in air quotes, valuable episode. Yes. (laughs) We're going to talk about things that you or your spouse may not have ever even considered are things that you need to put a dollar sign on and share or divide between the two of you. Exactly. I love that. That's Beautifully said. (laughs) Yeah. So, and so I do, let's just start with some of the categories of easily, you call them easily forgotten assets, because there are some, you know, real, real bell ringers in here for me. There is. And so let's, let's start, let's say, so we're finding buried treasure today. So we're going to go with you and I are on a boat with the listeners. Okay. So we're on a boat. It's a beautiful yacht. And we're just looking over the water and we're just going to kind of like search around for this buried treasure. And usually it does start within the home. So maybe we're in an airplane looking down at the house. I don't know. I like the boat example, but I like the yacht. Let's call it the the yacht. yacht. I'm into sailing, so it would be a beautiful sailboat. But okay, so um, this buried treasure, a lot of the places that we forget to look so easily missed is really starting right in front of you. So honestly, the best thing that you can do if you're about to go through a divorce is just take photos around the house. So if we're there on the yacht, we're watching, like looking around, okay, we're going to go right under the surface. That's right under the surface. We want to go looking around the house, take photos, because that will not only jog your memory of what you have, but also easily missed is some of these things might be inheritance like you might have some antiques, you might have some paintings, things might go missing in the future that now you have a record of during the divorce process. So just easily missed. It will also jog your memory to look at some of these items. Uh, For example, a big one of my clients is wine and storage cellars and places that aren't even in the house. So actually having, you know, storage somewhere else that's housing the wine, you need to know these things and take photos of it. I I don't, do you have any clients that you've ever experienced that has a good story about wine? Yeah, actually the wine just for me is a big one because not that long ago I had clients 
who had a wine collection mm -hmm. that was literally in the tens of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars. And it was not something, frankly, even with as many years as I've been in this industry, <laughs> it was not an asset that I thought of asking them about. Exactly. They brought it up, exactly. right? And that's, that's what I think is important is so many people have things you know, items in their home. You mentioned antiques. We've talked about wine. I had a client who had a bourbon collection. Um, there are things that you have and take for granted that you might not be considering as marital assets. Mm -hmm. Another one that um, you might remember you have, but you haven't looked in for a while is a safe. I know that sounds ridiculous. Like, okay, yeah, everyone might have a safe somewhere. and But you want to look through that, take photos of it, know what's in there. And it is in your house that you might forget. That is that is one that I see all the time. Um, and I do have some stories of <laughs> there's been missing money in it during the divorce process. So if you can protect yourself and know what's there, that's easily missed. And that is an asset in a marital divorce. You want to make sure you're, you're prepared and you know what's there. Um, and that goes into, maybe this is, um, if we're in the yacht, this is maybe really far out there that we're looking um, with a telescope and you see something out there is like a little little thing that some people have still, some people don't, is a safe deposit box. Yes. Um, that's also very easily forgotten, especially if it was something that you opened with your ex or soon to be ex years and years ago. Make sure you know if it's still open, you go to the bank. I mean, I've been in banking. I can't tell you the amount of stuff that people forget is in safe deposit boxes. So in a divorce, Make sure you know that your name is on it as well. If you're not an owner, I don't care if you're married or not. If you are not an owner, they will not let you access it. So make yeah. sure you know if you have access, take photos again. And Susan, this goes into something that we'll touch, I'm sure, later on. But let me just throw it out there now. Don't hide assets. Don't, you know, if you, I know we're talking about the easily missed portion of this right now, but don't play stupid. Don't play ignorant. Um, know what you have in that house. So right now we're still on that surface of the water right underneath. We'll go deeper in a few minutes, but that's, I just want to point that out as well. You're so right with that. And a couple of things that you just said, I want to sort of follow up on one cash because cash is something that obviously is an asset, but it is something that gets lost mm -hmm. in the um, in the mix often. I and I had a case where the, it was just one of the party's norm that she kept cash stashes. She worked in a business where she received cash, mm -hmm. and so she kept little cash stashes all around the house in pockets in her closet, like she'd have hanging things under the, literally under the mattress, things like that. So one of the things that my client did, the husband, I represented the husband in that case, he had actually gone around the house, lifted up the mattress, took a picture, spread it out, so that, and then tallied it all, and didn't take it, didn't do anything with it, but down the road when perhaps the wife was less than truthful about its existence, he had a pictorial and monetary where he had gone and actually taken pictures, which was very helpful to us because it did total a large amount of money. Absolutely. Oh gosh, that's a great, great example. Um, and there's quite a few of those of cash 
So that's something to be aware of easily missed just cash in general. So yeah, looking, looking for that. Um, and we could go into all the different accounts that you could be trying to find this in. Um, but again, we want to point out not everyone is hiding and you're not going to miss everything, but just pointing these things out is yeah. Cash is a huge one, especially if let's go into this right now, the business aspect of if your soon to be ex has a business, there could be a lot of easily missed assets there. Um, and that goes into one that a lot of people forget about. So this is something right under the surface of the water is always looking for vacation pay and sick pay in that company. If he or she is working for another company, is there unused credits? You know, is that's part of you getting access to that as well, because that could be paid out in a certain amount of assets or something else you might be um, creative with your divorce on how you get compensated for that. But unused sick pay, unused vacation pay, that's also something that is easily missed. People don't think it's theirs if they're not the one working for the company. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, how about um, health savings accounts? Oh, Those usually we'll yes. have a couple thousand dollars in there yes. that is available for the family's use. HSA, health savings accounts. Yes, that absolutely. Especially if you have children, we want to make sure that we're looking at these and not forgetting about it because that's going to impact them in the future. If you need to take them to the dentist, if they have to start getting braces, all of these things will impact you and your children. So making sure you don't forget. (laughs) Right. Well, and they go forward too. As long as that employee stays with that company each year, they're going to have a certain amount that they can set aside tax-free to go toward those expenses. So something to take, it's not buried treasure maybe, but it's future treasure. And that to me is the same thing is buried treasure, future treasure. We all want a dollar to equal the dollar in the future. And if you know about it, then you can actually have that checked on a list saying that that's an asset. So I love your forward thinking. That's what I love doing as a planner. So (laughs) financial. Yeah. Think forward. Think how we can take everything all together and put the puzzle pieces together to work for that family. Exactly. And another piece of that puzzle, uh, going back to the business owner or someone working for a company, you always want to make sure this could be an easily missed asset, or this could be more of a hidden asset, depending But employer collusion of, oh, you know, I'm about to get divorced. Can you lower my salary? Oh, yeah, Bob or Susan, you've been here for 25 years. We're going to help you both out, whoever it is. You know, I'm just using these names. Um, And (laughs) we're going to lower your salary so it looks like you're not making enough to give spousal support. Um, or Cindy, yeah, let's, um, not give you that bonus this year because we know that you're going through a divorce and we don't want your soon to be ex to have that portion, however much it is. And I've seen numbers that are huge. Um, and for me, it's in the millions with clients that can be hidden or easily missed deferred deferred. Yes. That's a great word. They like that word deferred. deferred. It's oh. a good question to ask in either the deposition or in your mediation, is there any deferred income? Mm. You know, at least you're asking under oath or in a situation where you can Uh expect some truthfulness. You should expect truthfulness. I I absolutely agree. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Yes. (laughs) 
So uh, before we dive into some of the hidden assets yes. or things that you want to look at, I do want to just sort of touch on some more of these easily forgotten assets. Yes. And I do want to mention to everyone, you have actually given me a beautiful list um, for people that they can just go down and, and get yes. a lot of these. And so we'll have a link in the show notes where people can download this link from Olivia. So just so that you know that it's there, I'll have more information um, at the end of the episode. But a couple of them that are in here really jump out at me because I have had all of these things come up. Um, frequent flyer miles, season tickets, mm -hmm. um, country club prepaid or deposits. Mm -hmm. You know, when you join a country club, often you have to give them $100,000 or I'm making up a number, right? But sometimes you get that back if you leave the country club. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, a one-time payment that's mm -hmm. gone. Um, and then hobby expenses or hobby assets. Like I have one guy who had a fully decked out um, like workspace. He liked, he did woodworking and it, and it was just a hobby. He didn't make money at it. It wasn't a, a, a business for him, but the equipment that was in there was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think we can go back to all of these and go into examples of clients all day long. Yeah. I like how we're going through the list and we'll give this to everyone. So you don't need to memorize these, but yeah, the season tickets. I mean, if you have even memberships, I mean, yeah, you're saying a hundred thousand, that's absolutely normal in, yeah. in the world <laughs> that even if it's 10,000, let's just say 10,000 to join some club or membership and your soon-to-be ex is paying for that before the divorce is done. They know the divorce is happening or they did it right before they, they filed. Who knows? Uh, you want to know these things. That's easily missed. And going back to the frequent flyer and the airline miles, gift cards. I know that sounds silly, but that's a huge one as well. If you think about how much money you could be potentially missing out on if you have all this accumulated points, miles, cards, that you're forgetting about, or even magazine subscriptions, you don't want to be spending $50,000 a month. That might sound small, but it isn't. It adds up uh, for oh. things that aren't yours. If they're getting the benefit, you're not, whatever it may be. Um, so looking for those, because that's forgotten. A lot of us don't remember even what's on our monthly uh, auto pay, right? So be aware, <laughs> look at it if you can. <laughs> yes. Oh, and another one, I mean, in a, a situation where people are renting, very often people will forget there's a security deposit with their rental unit for almost yeah. all rental units. And so that will get lost in the mix. And then post-dissolution, when somebody moves out, they'll be like, hey, wait a minute, they just got $4,000 back. And don't I get some of that? You might not if it wasn't discussed during the divorce. Exactly. And, and if you own a home, so we're going way deep in the water because this is a big asset. If you haven't ever been a part of any of the home discussion besides signing off and, and getting the home, and maybe you don't even know if there's a mortgage, what about the equity in the home? That's a huge, huge missed asset if no one's telling you about it. So we're telling you today, make sure you know if there's equity in your home, okay? Or multiple yeah. homes, whatever it may be, if you're not renting. Yeah, I, I mean that's a that's a very important because it's usually one of the big biggest assets of a marriage, mm -hmm. right? So it gets missed less often, but there, you know, if you 
um, something to be thinking about. If you borrowed the $100,000 down payment from your family, that's something to raise. Um, it may not be a hidden asset, or a, but it may be a forgotten issue that needs to be discussed in the divorce. Hello, listeners. So I'm here with a blatant ask and a chance for us all to do some good. We are so excited because the show is growing every week and we're thrilled to be reaching more and more people who need help as they journey through their divorce and beyond. We know one of the best ways for people to continue to find the show is through your recommendations and reviews. So if you would, we would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment and leave us a five-star rating and tell us in a review why you love the show. For all the reviews left on Apple Podcasts in August and September 2022, we will be making a donation to Rainbows for All Children, which is an amazing charity that supports children experiencing grief of all kinds through facilitated peer groups within their communities. You can get more information about Rainbows at rainbows.org. And thank you so much. Stay tuned for more from top financial expert, Olivia Summerhill, as she helps you to dig up the buried treasure of divorce. This is the episode that pays you back for your time. What you typically see is one of the parents who is really the financially savvy one will open the account, have it in the benefit of the child, know the statements, know if your custodian or the owner and then have a conversation. Can you guys both be owners and split the assets? Make sure you're a part of that situation too, because that is absolutely a buried treasure right there. Absolutely. Hundreds of thousands of dollars can be in each account for each child. If you are enjoying this week's episode, be sure to check out last week's show with my friends, attorney Deb Noonan and therapist Jennifer Louise Champagne sharing their meaningful insights on why divorcing with respect can make for a much brighter beyond for you and your kids. Their children are going to become adults and there's going to be birthdays and bat mitzvahs and weddings. And how do you want to spend those times together? Do you want to be at the opposite end of the reception hall when your daughter or son gets married? Or do you want to be sitting together at the head table? What do you want your relationship to be like? Because how you divorce directly correlates with how you are going to be with one another after the divorce. And now we return to today's show. I mean, not, I won't call it the fun stuff because that it's all fun. I mean, this is all fun. If you're finding money, you know, who, who doesn't love that? But there are also areas where, like I mentioned, the, the, um, the lady who was a little less than truthful if we, when we asked her if she had cash around the house and she said, oh, maybe a hundred dollars, I think was her response, um, on her interrogatories. And it was actually tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I believe you. Thank God he had those pictures. Um, but let's dive into the hidden assets. Okay. So, so let's, let's go there now. Keeping in mind, sometimes it's done intentionally. Sometimes it's done not as intentionally. Okay. So now we are literally at the dive site. So we got on our scuba gear. We're down in the ocean, down really far. And we are trying to find the buried treasure in this like 
hidden ship that we discovered together. Okay. All, all of us, the listener, you and I, and the biggest thing is nowadays, there's a lot more opportunity to hide assets and, and have that buried treasure. But then the other flip side to that is there's a lot of opportunity to have the right people involved or to be able to trace it with just the technology nowadays. So twofold, people can open accounts really easily online and hide assets just by opening an account and moving money. But then if you do your due diligence or you have the right people involved who can look back for you, you can find a lot of these assets. Um, So the first one I'll throw in there, uh, because it's a new thing, you know, the last five years, I haven't seen it before that, um, is cryptocurrency, crypto accounts. Those obviously are supposed to be more of the the anonymous ways of looking at things and not having anyone track and look at, but you can still find those assets if you see where they're moving it out of the bank accounts. So it's still traceable. I use that in quotes because sometimes you need to hire a forensic or someone who is an expert in crypto, but that's something that you want to at least No, has your soon-to-be ex been talking about, oh, I made, I'm 200% up today, or or, I made money today on my crypto. Are they talking about crypto? They will talk about it, I promise you. So you will know if you're married to that person, if they've dabbled in it at all. And that is something you want to bring up that's hidden. That is opening the chest to the buried treasure, because that can be a huge amount, even, yes, with right now, we're, if someone's listening to this in five years or three years, it's still going to be a thing. Even if the market's down and the Bitcoin's down, doesn't matter. It's going to go up and down, fluctuate. You want to know where that's at and, and how much and what's going on, because that could have been your marital asset that they used to buy sure. crypto. Right. Well, and yes, I mean, crypto is going to be just like the stock market. I mean, it's going to go up. It's going to go down. Absolutely. It's going to ebb and flow. But bottom line, it's an asset. And one thing you just said is that people will talk about it. And this is a really key about all assets. You probably know more, listener, than you think you do about what's out there. And so two things to look for is to think back on those conversations, like Olivia just said, Mm -hmm. but also a real you know, warning bells should go off when they stop talking about that stuff. Because I have had so many clients say to me, well, yeah, I remember like a few years ago, he or she was interested in crypto, but you know, I don't think it ever went anywhere because they don't talk about that at all anymore. Mm. It's actually probably means they did go there, but people will start, stop sharing information on finances long for a longer period of time at times than you might think when divorce or separation comes up on their radar. I'm so glad you brought that up. I am so glad you brought that up. That is absolutely, it it sounds counterintuitive that, oh, they all of a sudden stopped talking about it. So yeah, I, I believe that it's probably not a big deal anymore. They probably lost so much. It's not, it's not even an account. Absolutely agree with you. If they stop talking about it, most likely there's, yeah, that's start asking about it. If they stop talking about it. Yep. That's really well said, really well said. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's a big one. So that's, I'm glad we started with crypto because 
It is something that I will even say to my colleagues out there. It is something that not enough professionals, at least in the divorce law space, um, our, our financial professionals like you tend to be up on it. And this is one good example of why it's good to have an experienced profession, financial professional involved because it's ever changing. Now we have NFTs and we have all this additional stuff that I don't, I couldn't even explain to you, but I know it's worth money. Yes. And it is an uncomfortable new space. So you do want an expert that knows what they're talking about. And that goes into everything. So what we can talk about in another buried treasure is trust accounts or offshore accounts and all of these other things that you want the expert helping you with those. You're not going to be able to do it alone in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying that because you're not intelligent listener. It's because I wouldn't even be able to know what the offshore account looks like and how to access it without getting the right trusted person involved. So even as a financial expert in divorce, so that's where you want to bring in experts, but it's good to know hidden assets can be found if you have the right people involved. But again, not everyone has hidden offshore accounts or trust accounts. You know, it's very specific to, you know, your situation best. Yeah. Well, and there's a, that's another good point. You're raising something that I realized, you know, when I was in, um, practice and I represented clients of, you know, certain financial means, we would talk about where they routinely took vacations because you would find that sometimes they'd be going off to the Cayman Islands, Mm -hmm. which perhaps might have favorable banking laws to someone who wants to create offshore accounts. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, every time they were there, one of the, you know, spouses would go off for a day on their own. Well, it turns out he was depositing cash. This was not a legal operation he was doing, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's not legal to travel with more than uh, $9,999 in US currency um, in a briefcase, but he was doing that. And there was a very large offshore account in mm-hmm. the Cayman Islands. We only found out about it through talking to my client about the fact that every year they took this one vacation there. Wow. So that's one extreme example. Yeah. But that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know where you're going. So, but it's also an example of where my client's spidey sense knew there was something going on. Let's talk about that. So if you're listening right now, think about in your gut, when have you had that spidey sense? Your gut, your body, trust it. You know more than you think, especially if you've been married for a few years and you know this other person, trust yourself. I I can't, I can't fathom. It's just how many times I've heard Um, people try to trust other people's um, knowledge base. Oh, you should be looking for this or that, but they're not trusting their own gut. So I'm really glad that you're listening to your clients and their spidey sense and you're going with it. So good. This is good. (laughs) I like, I actually use that term spidey sense because clients are, it tells people. So that's not a legal term. Folks didn't learn that in law school, (laughs) but it does come up a a lot in clients. I do find that do know more than they think they do. And one other thing, just if, if you're listening to this and you're not in a divorce situation, but you are not well-versed in your household's finances and your marital finances, 
So I hope some of what we're saying here is giving you the, you know, an impetus to maybe want to have more information about your finances, not because maybe your spouse somewhere down the road is hiding them, but this is the type of information that so many people just don't have when it comes to the time to divorce because they don't want to know or they don't put the time into to really understanding. And I know that's something you work with people all the time to, you know, empower people around money. Yes. Cause if you can stay married, I mean, 97% of us have money anxiety. Okay. I'm going to repeat that 97% of us have money anxiety. If you have your head in the sand, okay. You're on the Island. You're not even on the boat with us. You have the head in the sand and you have such high anxiety about finances and you just want to ignore it. I hope today, if you are not even on the path of getting divorced, that you take your head out of the sand, you listen to these conversations, and it really helps open your heart to just having a conversation with your spouse. Because if you can understand the money situation in your household and have that, just let's make it really short, 10 minutes, 15 minute conversation once a month, maybe, then getting your head out of the sand will lower your anxiety will make you feel closer to your spouse. And what's the biggest reason of divorce? In my mind, of course, I have a bias, but there's all these stats that say number one reason is money, finances, all of that. If you can avoid going down the path of having high anxiety and never knowing about the finances and then going and getting a divorce instead, like why can't we maybe get your head out of the sand and talk about it a little bit here and there and never get divorced. That would be phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. We're not pushing divorce here. We're divorce and beyond or marriage and beyond. We're good with both. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can change that culture if we talk about it more often. So these are conversations we should be able to have. And if you can't, that's telling you something as well. I'm looking at your list and there's another item on here that I do want to talk about because again, I have an interesting case around this and I bet you do too, but the children's accounts um, (laughs) is really one of those that is, you know, people think it's so obvious. Well, yes, of course we have money set aside for the kids' education or for the, you know, the money that the kids have been getting as gifts and I'm the custodian on it. So that's something I think people need to be more aware of as an asset as well. Can I just mention what custodian means? Because I personally would not have any clue what that term means if I wasn't in finance. So if you want to open an account for your child and they have a social security number. So after, let's just say you have a six month old baby, you have the social security number, you as one of the owner's parents of an account can be the custodian, only one parent or owner to the account of a 529 or an educational plan or child's account, whatever you may want to call it today, but you are the custodian. So you're doing what's in the best interest for that child's account. You are custodying the assets under your name with their social. So one parent can be on one account. You can have multiple accounts. So that's something to watch for. But what you typically see is one of the parents who is really the financially savvy one will open the account, have it in the benefit of the child, open for the next account for the next child, and they're still the custodian for that account as well. So as the divorce starts, or hopefully before the divorce and you never get a divorce and you guys talk about the educational accounts in your marriage, 
But if you are in the divorce and you're talking about the, the 529 or the educational plans and the money, see if you are custodian. So if you are the owner, if you're not, you cannot call up that plan or that account, you know, at a bank or wherever it may be custodian wise. If you're not the custodian, you can't talk to them and ask them the amounts, you know, the balance, the account assets. You can't talk about it at all, even though it's your child. Yes. So we have some tips on, you know, what to do in that circumstance. Um, but a lot of times what I would say is know the statements, know if your custodian or the owner and then have a conversation. Can you guys both be owners and split the assets? There's really no fee I've ever seen. And I've been in banking and in wealth management where I would open these all the time. There's really no fee for moving assets to another account, the same place. So you should be able to have yourself as an owner or change names so that you both have ownership on half of the assets. Just call the the. Uh, authority account, um, wherever it's housed, um, make sure that they're aware of what's happening and they can help you with the forms and get the right names and make sure you're a part of that situation too. Cause that is absolutely a buried treasure right there. Absolutely. Hundreds of thousands of dollars can be in each account for each child. So, <laughs> and it's, it's really a key factor. And, and he, here's another aspect to those. You're talking about 529s. This was a surprise to me many years ago when I was working with a fantastic financial professional and we were, the, this couple, education was really important to this couple. They had put a great deal of money aside in 529s for their children. And just for those who are listening, it, what a 529 allows you to do is put aside tax uh, or funds pre-tax um, for your children's educational benefits. And there are certain prescribed reasons why you can take money out. But one thing that I was surprised to find out and then always made sure we talked about in every divorce after that was that if the funds are not fully um, used for the purposes intended and there's money in there at the end. So say you had $250,000 set aside for education, you spent 200,000 and there was 50,000 left. That belongs to the 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 party who owns that account and not to the child. So that money actually went to the parent because the monies had not been expended because that parent was the custodial parent and the monies had not, it didn't say in the agreement, it'll be any monies left over will either go to the child or will be split among the parents. That parent got all of those funds, kind of like a 401k. Can I also state that please, and this is where it can get very finicky and I do not want to put this energy out and say everyone does this, but it can happen and it's yes. easily doable is changing the name of the beneficiary. So you could have one child social on there. And let's say I'm the owner. I, as the custodian owner of that account, can decide, oh, I actually want to give it to my niece or nephew and just add their name instead of my child's name or whatever it may be. Um, so in talking about divorce, you want to know whoever is the owner they can change that beneficiary if they want to. They have the right to do that because it's the funds that they're putting in. It Now, should they? No, not at all. Not at all. But they can. They can. And, you know, there are ways in your agreement to take care of that. Yes, exactly. Talk to your lawyer. Yes. 
Talk to your lawyer. But I do want to just say to people that these are things, maybe you're not thinking of them as as buried treasure or hidden assets. And maybe this is a good example of where no one intended for them to be hidden assets. You're like, hey, I gave you the 529 statements. But you need to also consider where you have these uh, accounts set aside for the benefit of others. How how decisions are going to be made about you know taking the money out when what that can be used for Mm -hmm. does it need both of your signatures even though the institution may not require that there's a lot to talk about around there Mm -hmm. so let's talk about a few other um, areas where we do Mm -hmm. see you know a, a little where would you say some other areas where people are actually maybe actively hiding. Okay. Actively hiding is friends, family. Um, I absolutely. So one story, uh, it's kind of goes with the ocean theme. I like this is he, the guy, and this is not a client of mine. This is just something I witnessed in real life is this man owns an oyster and champagne bar. I decided to go there one evening and you had to sign up online for a reservation because they shut down the whole bar just as very small and adorable, but they shut it down just for the party because of COVID. And so you, you pay online beforehand, but it was very strange because when I was paying for getting this experience on a Friday night, it was a third party PayPal or Venmo or whatever it may be. It wasn't, it didn't say the oyster bar and champagne bars name. So kind of thought about it. Okay. I'm still going to go. It it sounds weird that it's going to a third party that person I don't know. It's a female name, but let's seems reputable. Let's go. So me and the party go to this oyster and champagne bar. We have a great time. And of course uh, I am talking about what I do and he is very open about how he is literally having his funds from when people register and for the the event for going to the champagne bar, all those funds are going to his friend so that his soon to be ex who he's been fighting with for years in a divorce doesn't see the assets that he's making in the oyster bar that he owns. And so that is a huge example. And of course I, uh, there's other parts of that story that um, I did not just let it end right there because that's not okay with me. <laughs> fraud, uh, by the way, people. It's called fraud. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and there's <laughs> other things in there too. But it, yeah, so don't do that. But he was giving his friend the money and then also taking photos of his place being empty so that she wouldn't see that there's people in it. It's just, we don't want to work with these people, do we? No, but there's people out there that do these kind of things and they will give their friend the money and then their friend will pay them back. And that's a business kind of example, but it happens all the time with friends and family as well, just in personal, you know, Hey, I'm going to give you this loan. Um, and then once the divorce is over, I'm going to take back that five fifty, whatever thousand dollars it may be. It could even be $500. I don't care. That's definitely hiding assets. And that's buried treasure. That's yours as well. That should be part of the divorce discussion. <laughs> it should be. And, you know, I have a, I have one of my own cautionary tales that this story reminded me of. I had a client going through a divorce who had a family member pass away during the divorce. Mm. She was to receive, a, I think it was $80,000 inheritance. She had it sent to her son, her her adult son, 
Um, didn't tell me about it. Her attorney didn't tell her soon to be ex spouse about it. Son and father were estranged. So, you know, divorce was finalized. It was never mentioned. Well, lo and behold, about a year and a half later, dad and son got, you know, bet on better terms. Son tells dad, dad files a motion to open the judgment on fraud. The judge agrees, gives him the entire asset, the entire $80,000, which he probably would not have been entitled to any of since it was an inheritance and referred the file to the state's attorney's office for prosecution for fraud. So I just tell, I've always told clients that story since it happened because you think you're being oh so smart. You think you're saving, you know, money. One, if she had talked to me about it, I would have told her, disclose it. It's probably not subject to distribution. So it would have just been a non-starter. And instead she lost every penny of it. She didn't end up getting prosecuted, but it was it was not it was not a good situation all the way around that happens often and i love your terminology you know how you say that distribution and all of that kind of beautiful terms it's true you know you want to make sure you're being very very upfront um and that's i understand though so if someone's listening right now and they are terrified that they're not going to make it on their own post divorce i completely am there with you I'm sitting in the room. We have our scuba tanks. We're like in, in the water together. Let's go with that. Like, I understand that you are terrified of losing money. So why wouldn't you just hide it or think about hiding it? I, I get those thoughts. It just never will work out in your benefit in the end. Just like the story you said, I have plenty of examples on that too. You just don't want to, it's going to work out. You will be okay post-divorce financially. You just keep listening to things like this. So please don't hide assets that never will work in your favor. And especially if you have children, if they find out you're doing that, that respect level, I mean, that just, I've seen it even in my own life. You know, I've had parents be hiding assets and educational funds that were never actually getting to me. Um, it's just, it doesn't work out in the end. It doesn't, and the karma of it, you know, involving your family in this, and the fact, I don't care that it was her adult son, what she did was involve her child into something between she and her, her, his father, and it just, it just wasn't right all the way around, and, you know, one thing I just want to mention to listeners is what I said about what, I wish she had come to me with it. I always, it happens all the time that people do not disclose certain assets because in their mind, they're separate property assets. Well, that's just mine. It's she's not, or he's not entitled to any of it anyway. Why would I disclose it? You want to disclose those assets because then you are protected because they were disclosed and it was acknowledged that they were separate assets. If you don't disclose them, then your protection of them being declared separate is not there. So you're actually harming yourself in many of those cases. And flip side of that, if it is a marital asset, as Olivia is talking about here, as I'm talking about, you know, we can't, you know, this is a, a podcast of, of 40 minutes. We can't like go through every circumstance, but the reality is 
they're going to find it most likely. There's a paper trail or a trail. Um, there are professionals who help people find these things. And you are only going to end up, you know, like my client who lost that entire inheritance. And by the way, you know, my respect and, you know, and, and representation, I, you know, I couldn't be involved in that um, any further and, and harmed her relationship with her son and her ex. And it just, it wasn't, was it worth it? I, I don't think she thought so in the end. Yeah, I mean, really. So, I mean, we have, a, you have, as I said to everyone, go to the show notes, click on the download so that you can get um, Olivia's wonderful list of both easily forgotten assets, hidden assets. Um, and then you've also added a list of people to talk to or to bring into your case to help you find your, I guess, your your pirate mentor um, or your scuba instructor, uh, to go with our metaphor, who are going to help you find these. Because as you said, these are not, some of these things are not, you might go look under the mattress and find the cash, but not all of these things are things that you can find yourself, right? Exactly. You want your master scuba diver. You want your yacht crew. You want your skipper. You want everyone around you if you can. So there's some things that you can do on your own that are on that worksheet too, just very easily. Um, but then there's some things that you do want those people around you helping you through that water and getting to that hidden treasure. Right. Well, and one of the things that even brought this episode about was you said how much you love doing this, right? That's how we, we had this conversation like, oh, hidden assets. That's one of my favorites. So um, for those who would like to get in touch with you, learn more about you, Olivia, what's the best way to do that? Well, I know that I'm so creative and my website is too. And it's just literally summerhillfirm.com. So just look around and there's some helpful resources there. And you can learn a little bit more about hidden assets as well. You can also find Olivia's own podcast, which is the Wealthy Women's Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so to all my wealthy women out there, go and listen to it. It's a wealth <laughs> of additional information. And whether, even if you're not a wealthy woman, you can find a lot of a lot of really helpful information there. So, and if you didn't get a chance, also go listen to Olivia in part two of the most memorable cases episodes um, from early August of this year, because Olivia had a great story there as as well as her most memorable case. So Olivia, thank you so much for joining me again for the, this is going to be one of those episodes and downloads. I know people are going to want this, this list that you've created. It's really, it's gold folks, go get it. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.